Blog Talk Radio. All right, hi, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Vondran Legal Hour. We are talking in this bit, in this podcast, excuse me, about photo infringement, particularly what if you get a letter from PickRights or a letter from Higby and Associates, a Santa Ana-based law firm? What happens? Okay, so a lot of people get these letters from, from uh, PickRights, and PickRights represents a lot of different photographers, and they will enforce the claims of photo infringement for photographers. And basically, if that can't get resolved, they will then move on to a law firm. Not in all cases. I can't confirm or deny that. But we have seen cases that get elevated to Higby and Associates. And then you get to the, what I would call the packet. You get the packet of Higby and Associates. And that's basically a demand letter. You might get a copy of a registration, a copyright registration certificate. You may get a settlement agreement. You may get a photo of your infringement included in there so you can see what was alleged to be infringing. And, you know, you will usually have a, an associate, um, sometimes called a claims resolution specialist, assigned to your case to basically try to work out a settlement. So a lot of people don't know. Sometimes they get these letters and they go, what did I do wrong? All I did was I had my uh, photo up on one of my pages and in, in my in my website, I have hundreds of pages and this was just a like a non, um, non-commercial type of page. It was just kind of something fun or just posting a picture of a funny, uh, funny picture or something, just trying to make people laugh, not even related to my business. So um, this happens quite frequently, but nevertheless, copying a photo that you do not own the rights to, just because you find it on the internet doesn't mean it's yours to use freely as you, as you desire, you still have to make sure you're licensing your photos. Me, myself, I try to make things easy. I use, I use um, iStock Photo, so I buy my photos. I use my website, but I buy them. I license them. You, I shouldn't say buy. More, more correctly, you license them. So you're licensing them for a particular usage, okay? And there's different types of licenses. I won't go into that now. Um, one you need to be careful of. That means that photo can only be used for editorial purposes. Um, sometimes I've got to catch myself looking and say, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. it's an editorial uh, use only. And I, you know, so I prefer something that has little broader usages. But back to the topic. So you get the letter from Higby and it's, you're saying, what do we do now? Now it looks like they want a thousand or five thousand, could be more. We've seen, we've seen cases in the, several thousands. Yes for the use of a photo. That's correct. So um, it's really interesting. Um, but one of the things I want to point out about the Higby package, if we can call it that, and I'm just using that for convenience, they may have a citation to damages under the copyright laws, what you could, what you could be paying. There's also some information on what they call a 1202 infringement claim. That's where if you removed copyright management information, if you're removing information, that can be a violation under Section 1203. Each violation of Section 1202 is a violation in the sum of not less than 2,500 or more than 25,000. So that's if you have to go to court. So that could be obviously really expensive. So if you're cropping off the um, the copyright information from the photographer, you know that could lead to big problems. And again. 
Um, the goal in these copyright infringement, these photo cases, is you want to stay out of court, okay? It's like if you end up going to court, somebody proves you to be a copyright infringer, you can not only pay the fine, the statutory damages, and if it's willful infringement, cover your ears, this could be as high as 150000 per willful infringement if they can prove it's willful. Now, people will say, well, how would, how would they prove willful? I don't understand. Well, one way would be you get the demand letter and you see the, that they want you to take it down. You, they tell you about it. You don't settle your case and you leave the photo up. And that's one way that they say it's willful. Now you knew and you didn't take it down. So that's willful. And so you'd want to try to stay out of court with these things. But one thing I wanted to point out with the Higby package here is their definition of non-commercial entities. So they talk about in their letter, um, and by the way, it's not necessarily a defense that you're using a photo for non-commercial purposes. A lot of people think, well, if it's non-commercial, it's fair use. And that's not necessarily the case, okay? Um, it could be, could not be. This is why our office has set up low-cost consultations so you can figure out if something's a fair use or not. Sometimes it's a big gray area. Okay, and I always tell people don't rely on fair use unless you're absolutely positive. So, um, but but Higby talks about in their letter, they talk about, um, and I'm just going to read it verbatim, but it talks about either not being willing to pursue your claim or they will dismiss or maybe they'll reduce your claim. Um, but um, I'm just going to, okay, if it's a non commercial use. Uh, it says here also, if you are a non-commercial entity or if you do not conduct business in the United States, please let us know as you are probably receiving this letter in error. So they're talking about non-commercial entities. For example, if you're a nonprofit, a nonprofit would be essentially, to me anyway, to my knowledge, um, non-commercial, but I don't see that specifically mentioned in their letter. Okay, but it says here, in general, we define commercial entities as any individual or entity that derives or attempts to derive revenue through selling, advertising, promoting, or selling goods or services, or soliciting donations. So if you're doing one of those things, um, deriving or attempting to derive revenue through selling, advertising, promoting, or selling goods or services, or soliciting donations, they may deem this to be commercial. And that's when they're going to, they figure if you're using photos commercially without a license, then you should be liable for copyright infringement. So that's, so that's how the thought process on, the, on these goes. So if you're not doing things commercially, you're not a commercial entity. Um, these are some of the factors in your discussions with them. Now, these discussions can be over the phone. Um, oftentimes, they're done by email through their claims representatives. But it's important to read that carefully. And some, some people will call me and they'll say, well, you know, all I'm doing is um, I have a Patreon. I have a Patreon link on my page. Patreon is where you can 
basically like an online tip jar. Okay. So people will say, well, all I have is an online tip jar and you know, I don't get any, I don't get any donations. Like I've never made anything or maybe I've, I've made 20 bucks. Like good, goodness gracious. Is that for commercial? Does that make me commercial entity? But it says here in plain writing, soliciting donations. So this is something that comes up. I always tell my clients, be careful about that. If, if and just some common things, guys, um, when you see photos online on Google Images, there's a button that says licensed for reuse. Even th with that, I know that's that, that can be tempting. You say, well, it's licensed for reuse, and that's how I got it. But even with that, it's usually a Creative Commons photo, and you have to follow a lot of rules. Like you have to look at the actual Creative Commons license and see what it says, and you have to follow it. And if you're not following it, it's still going to be deemed an infringement. So it gets very tricky. Another one that people think it's a common misconception in online photo infringement is I'll just give attribution. I'll give attribution. I'll say, here's a great photo by Mary Stewart. And Mary Stewart may have a company and the company may be doing reverse image searches and finding her photo online and her name. And she says, hey, but they're, they're using my photo. They're using my photo online and for commercial purposes to boost their to boost their sales or to solicit donations or to sell their goods or services. So this is important. Um, I just if you have questions, again, we offer low cost. I'm talking as far as attorney is considered low cost, flat rate fee. We can basically help you understand and review your rights if it's a fair use. If you're a non-commercial entity, we can review that. We can see what a good argument would be. And again, it doesn't mean that they're going to dismiss your case, but maybe they would substantially uh, reduce the offer or the demand to settle. Maybe they would reduce that. Maybe they would dismiss. So this is a, an important, often a hidden item in photo infringement cases, but I just wanted to make you guys aware of that. And again, if you need help with a photo infringement claim, you know where to find us on the web at attorneysteve.com the first name in legal services. I got to run. Have a great day. This is general legal information only, not legal advice. And again, have a great day out there. Okay. Bye now.